welcome back to the NR Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And here today, I have my friend, Anna. Hello. And here today, we are reviewing the first season of Dairy Girls. Dairy Girls is a coming-of-age dramedy created and written by Lisa McGee. It is about five teenagers amidst the political conflict of Northern Ireland in the 1990s and how they have to square off with the universal challenges of being a teenager. So let's get right into the show. So the overall show was pro- is like so good because it's very lighthearted, even though it's obviously de- it's a, you know dealing with the political conflict of Northern Ireland in the 1990s, which was England versus Ireland because the whole hating James thing, because he's British. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, sorry, not England. Britain versus Ireland. Yeah, and overall, I mean, even through the political conflicts, mm-hmm. there was a lot of uh, funny jokes, you know, some were really subtle and some, you know, were really obvious. And there was always like a good laugh at least a couple times every episode. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things I really liked about the show was that it didn't really seem like they... I guess, downplayed it. Because especially with the whole episode of where they're trying to get out of their neighborhood, because, so I actually searched it up, the Orange Order. So the Orange Order is a conservative unionist organization who was Protestant. They hated Catholics. And obviously these five characters are Catholics. So yeah, they don't like Catholicism, I guess which is uh, all these people's groups. And I searched up the difference between Catholicism and Protestants. There's actually very little difference. It's just, it seems that Protestants are kind of more, like kind of free from the church. Mm -hmm. And like they kind of just go by each church's rules instead of like Catholicism, which it's like a hierarchy. So I thought... I want to say it's funny because I'm going to guess a lot of people died. I didn't search up how many people died, but it's just kind of funny that two religions, because they're a subset of Christianity, are they trying to kill each other or something? Maybe that's not it. I wasn't that, I'm not that knowledgeable about the whole Northern Ireland conflict. Yeah, I do not know much about that either, but I remember one of the last scenes, it says that there was a bombing on the bridge and it Mm -hmm. killed 12 Irish Catholic, I'm assuming. 12 were injured. Yeah. Yeah, and it's weird because I know like one of the main differences between Protestant and Catholics is that I'm pretty sure women can be priests um, in the Protestant religion and that priests can be married, but, you know, there's not much of a difference, but yet there's so much um, like dispute between them. Yeah, which I I have to say this. I loved with, uh, as you were talking about uh, how they talked about the bombing on the bridge, just their response wasn't even like, oh, these people died. It was, how are we going to get to school? Which mm-hmm. I know that's, so, that's bad to say because obviously 12 people actually did die. But I just found it funny that it balanced, it balanced out all the darkness with the humor, as we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And then overall, as the show, I guess the other part of the show is just like the high school kind of day-to-day lives, especially because uh, I guess the de facto main character would be Aaron, I guess you would say. Yeah. Because she's the first character you mean, I guess, also with Orla, but yeah. And her whole quest about trying to sleep with the, or not, well, I guess date, the guy David. Yeah. Who... Is, is some <laughs> DJ or something. And from what I got from it, David was like 20 or something like that. And she's like, isn't she like 16 or something? Yeah, he was a bit on the older side. You know, I, I wish I would have seen more of him in the show. I really thought he was going to be like a main character in the beginning when they first introduced him. But, you know, he just showed up in a couple scenes and that's pretty much it. Yeah, which actually made me kind of happy because I didn't like... Or I did like that her whole arc wasn't about, like, finding someone. Yeah, like a girl chasing after a boy. No, you're right. I like the friend, you know, the friends interacting with each other rather than, you know, her chasing after a guy. I like that plot better. Mm -hmm. But, okay, speaking, though, of the plots, I did kind of realize something in in the whole show. 
in a sense, each episode is like a, I want to say a mini series because obviously that doesn't make sense. But it kind of felt that you could more or less watch each episode by itself, or you could even, I guess, obviously you need to watch episode one first, but you could kind of watch episodes two through six in any random order because it didn't really like follow a singular trajectory for the characters yeah that's a really good point you bring up actually uh by accident i saw episode six before i saw episode five. Oh, and, really? you know yeah and it didn't really make a difference and i actually do like that they're kind of like mini shows like mini series mm-hmm. you know i mean there is a slightly character development but it's not drastic yeah. like other shows yeah which personally I don't know, like, I liked it, but in a sense, I don't know. I kind of didn't like it at the same time because, like, the only arcs I could really pick out for the characters throughout the whole season, it wouldn't even really be the whole season. It would be kind of just parts of the season. As you talked about before, Aaron trying to date David and also, like, I guess James losing his virginity to the Ukrainian woman, Katya, that was her name, which I really liked her name. But yeah, it's just, I did, like, I don't know. I just didn't like the fact that they were stagnant in a sense. Like Mm -hmm. there was no plot because, and, but no, here's what I think really annoyed me. The fact that they just kept showing traits like over and over again, especially with the grandpa and the dad jerry and joe like in the first episode in the first episode one two maybe it was kind of funny to see joe bag on jerry be like oh jerry you suck oh uh my my daughter you should totally just divorce him and go date someone else and it was funny but then in episode five and six i'm just like stop just it's it's annoying to hear and i I was a little sad that we didn't really see these characters change because the only like little change between Jerry and Joe was at the end when Joe puts his hand on Jerry's shoulder and he's like, yeah, I love you or whatever. Yeah, no, that was one of the things I wrote down that I didn't really like the series about the series was that, yeah, as you said in the beginning, it was like a little funny, like, oh, the the father and the father-in-law doesn't like, you know, the husband of his daughter, you know, it's like funny, you know, but then after a while, it just got so repetitive, the same thing, like, you know, you guys should divorce, like, oh, you're a loser, this kind of stuff, but no, I, like you said, in the sixth episode, um, when the father-in-law, when he, the granddad, when he brought home his girlfriend, and Jerry, like, reassured him, saying, oh, she seemed nice, Mm -hmm. at first, it was, like, a little connection, and then at the very end, the granddad's like, oh, like, piss off or something like that. So I, I was really hopeful for that scene, but I think the the last part where we told him, like, to piss off, like, kind of ruined it. Yeah, and so that's kind of just why I didn't. That actually did make me kind of hate the character. It didn't make me hate the character Joe and Jerry because I didn't like the fact that Lady Jerry wasn't growing a spine and, like, manning up, which obviously, I guess... Like, it was a different time back in the 90s when this takes place. So, like, I guess more, like, traditional, I guess, paternal, like, family structure was, like, in place, Mm -hmm. which, so it kind of makes sense. And I get, and possibly in Ireland, like, family and, like, patriarchal structure is taken, like, I guess, more seriously. Well, I guess it's taken seriously in America as well. It's just, like... More seriously over there. Yeah, because yeah, I would have to agree with that. Yeah, maybe like, because I wouldn't say like, well, I guess depending on where you live, family values is a very important thing, but maybe over in Ireland, family values is kind of like top tier. So yeah, it just made me really hate them because it made Joe seem like an absolute ass and it made Jerry seem like he has self-esteem issues and like very... I guess whatever the opposite word of confident is, mm-hmm. pretty much. So. Yeah, and you can also see that in the fact like that they're living, like, I think maybe eight at a house. It's um, 
Yeah. It's Aaron and her family, and then her cousin Orla, and her mom. Yeah. And then the the granddad too. You know, they're all living as a family in one house. Like you wouldn't really see that here in the United States. So as you said, family's important, and sticking together through it all is important. Yeah. But at the same time, you can tell that they started to get really get sick of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which okay. Since since we're talking about Joe and Jerry a lot, I'm gonna move on to. Okay. Here's what I did like, though. There was one arc which I kind of did realize, thinking about this in my head. James. Just James, I think, he just kind of becomes better throughout the season because in, um, in the first episode, obviously, he kind of lets everyone bag on him and whatever. And, like, it does happen throughout, like, uh, the episodes. But personally for me, I, like, in episode four, you kind of see... James's confidence, like, uptake when he finally meets someone, Katya, who actually makes him feel good about himself. So I did, like, that subtle arc of him uh, getting more confidence. And I think it actually was kind of funny because, um, well, I, not funny. It was good, and you could see it. But the funny part about it is uh, when James gives his speech in episode five after um, I think they reveal that Emmett has been in the trunk the whole time that they're driving and James is like, Oh, what are we going to do? And then all the girls are like, Oh, shut up James. And he gives his whole speech and I'm just like, Oh, this is so profound. And it's so, so good. And then, it, yeah. Cause I mean, he just pointed the obvious there. He's like, what is up with you Irish people? You know, he didn't, cause obviously he's from England. He didn't know, but he's just, it's, Ireland is so complex and he's just like, can we just take a moment to just simple it down, like just dumb it down and you'll see that there's like an obvious solution. Yeah. And then everyone's just like, oh, shut up, James. <laughs> which which I, I did find funny because it's kind of like, in a sense, the, the show isn't like obviously a satire, but just like it kind of felt a little satirical mm-hmm. in that moment. And I, I thought it was good because it did, because it, how do I want to say this? I guess this is a good transition to, to explaining who the characters I hate and who the characters I love. The characters mm-hmm. who told him to shut up, which I guess were all the girls pretty much, they're not good people. That's the thing. Except Claire. She is amazing and I love her. <laughs> yeah. But like Aaron. So, okay. I want to just talk about Aaron. I liked her up until episode six. Oh, what part of episode six was it that made you not like her? When Claire comes out to her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because Aaron's like, oh, it'd be more realistic if you were... I th- Yeah, they do use the word lesbian, which, yeah, is, I guess side note, but I'll talk about Michelle later. Unlike the fact that Michelle uses a Diesler, that was so gross. Mm-hmm. Like, as I think... I've talked about before when I was doing the Everything Sucks podcast, like back in the 90s, using the Diesler was in a sense okay, but just like, I don't like that. And I, even though this show is actually based on Lisa McGee's life or her experiences, at least, I still, I still don't like the fact that they interjected the Diesler. But anyways, back to the point of Aaron. So when Claire is like, yeah, I'm the lesbian. And then Aaron's response is, oh, gross. Do you like me? Ew, gross. And then Claire's like, no, Aaron, I don't like you. I'm into girls, yes, but I don't like you. You're terrible. And Aaron's like, ugh. No, you're you're a lesbian. Stay away. Which made me really, really like Claire because obviously Claire has a self-esteem issue in the show, mm-hmm. and Claire has enough self-respect. I'm not sure if she she tells Aaron to f off. She might. I I genuinely forget. But she has enough self-respect to drop Aaron and just walk out in the room. Because I'm like, yes, get that toxicity out of your life. We don't need it. Which is also why I did like. James a lot as well because James just automatically supported Claire mm-hmm. so I love that but yeah Aaron I liked her throughout all of the whole show except the last part because 
she's just kind of the um in a sense she's the goody two shoes friend as well with the whole um plot line in episode uh four where james is gonna go have sex and everyone's like no i'm gonna stop you and then she thinks that katya First, I thought that she thought that Katya was selling drugs because that's why every other Ukrainian person was like, I owe her. I thought that she thought Katya was selling drugs. Then she thinks that she's a prostitute. And then she's like, no, James, I'm not going to allow you to have your first time be with a prostitute, which was hilarious because I, I just love seeing the Goody Chase's character just mess up. Mm-hmm. I guess. Did, yeah, I agree. You... Aaron, yeah, Aaron overall, I thought she was a great character. But as you said, I did lose respect for her at the, like episode six when like uh when Claire like told Aaron that she was a lesbian, the mm-hmm. first reaction was like, Oh no, you're not. No, that'd be funny if you were, but like, no, you're not. And then after she realized that, you know, she actually was, she's like, Oh, you're hitting on me. She, you know, that was her second reaction. So yeah, no, I yeah, I didn't find that oh, what was, how do I say this? Yeah, I lost respect for her there. She should have been kinder to her friend. Yeah, obviously extremely homophobic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait. But we also have to keep in mind that this took place in the 1990s. Yeah. And, you know, back then so so many people were homophobic. But I feel yeah. like if this uh, that scene would have happened in the 2020s, she definitely would have been more accepting because everyone's so much more educated on this matter. Mm-hmm. Or she would have gotten extreme backlash if she said that stuff to Claire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which just kind of overall watching these shows, because for, for the podcast, I have actually watched shows that, are, that do take place in the past, and they do deal with issues. And in a sense, it's nice to look at, in a sense, it's nice to see this happen because you know that that was point A and you're at point B now and we have like grown so much. So I guess that's just a little side note that I really liked. So yeah, since the progress of it. Yeah. So since we're talking about Claire, let's talk about her overall character. I thought Claire, Claire just made me feel, Claire was like kind of the person who kind of made me forget that the show took place in the 90s because she's so educated she's smart she's well I guess that doesn't say anything about living in the 21st century but like she just I guess cares about the important stuff like for example in episode four it happened two things that happened twice one Claire when she sees Katya and James making out, but it's more like Katya forcing herself on James. Claire's like, oh, isn't that like sexual harassment or sexual assault or something? I'm like, nice job, Claire. Look, looking out for men because men can get sexually assaulted too. So love it. Love to see an educated person. And then later at the party, she's wearing uh, the British flag as a shirt, pretty much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And Aaron's like, oh, Claire, you're going to get killed for that or something like that. And she's like, it's just a flag. Why can't we all just be friends or something? I'm obviously paraphrasing. But she said something along the lines of how the flag is just a flag and it's not really an identity, which Mm -hmm. I agree to a certain point because it's true a flag is just a flag but there is a little identity in it depending on who you are if you want to identify with you know your country because i'm gonna guess a lot of people for example for example i guess a lot of people right now don't really identify with the american flag or i shouldn't say a lot of people but less of a percentage of people identify or like have the like America as part of their identity compared to like four years ago when we were in like, no, I should say five years ago when we like right before the 2016 election, or I guess right before people were chosen to run for Democratic and Republican candidates for the 2016 election. Because I think before then, this may or may not be true because I was in eighth grade, so I was just dumb, but I just kind of saw the world or I saw America as very, like, we were united, more or less, obviously, I think, 
we've always been divided. But it's just obviously right now, like the uh, the yeah. running joke is the divided states of America, because in America right now, I guess it's a very are you with me or are you against me mentality. And I like Claire because that was the whole mentality in the in the 1990s with the Northern Ireland conflict. And she's like, no, let's just be friends. So I just loved her whole thing. And also the fact that she didn't really have that big self, that big of self-esteem was also, I also liked because it was very relatable because I feel like I identified with uh, Claire the most as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I, I did feel like I identified with her. I don't know about the most, but overall she was my favorite character. She was, I believe she was, the most mature out of the group in like a weird sense you know obviously you know she always like ratted the other outs the she ratted her friends out you know which wasn't yeah it wasn't cool but you know she was always down to tell the truth you know she wore that british flag dress Mm -hmm. because she wanted to solve you know the political dispute yeah and she was really progressive and i think she had a major character development at the end from, you know, being very nervous and scared and, you know, not having much self-esteem to bravely coming out to Aaron. Mm-hmm. So personally, she was my favorite character. And honestly, I laughed at the jokes that she told the most. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, personally for me, it was Michelle. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, she was I, also really funny too. I, I loved her because I guess just watching the show... Claire was is the person that I feel like I most identify with, but Michelle is the person that I want to strive for. And by that, I mean her good qualities. Because obviously, Michelle has some very toxic qualities. But so you said that... Yeah, why don't you point out her good qualities, Michelle's okay. good qualities. Okay. Well, I, I was going to actually first ask you, who is the character that you do most identify with in the show? Yeah, I'd probably have to say Aaron. I don't know why. Just the main character. Mm-hmm. It just really stuck out to me. I found it funny how she was always like within two, like in the one episode about the dog uh, running away and like, you know, mm-hmm. they saw a smirk, you know, yeah. she knew she knew the truth. She was also siding with her friends. And I just found it funny that she was always right in the middle of everything. She always had to choose and stuff. You know, I don't know why I just found that relatable to just my life in general. Yeah. Chaotic, never knows what's really going on. So you see yourself as the main character in the story? Yes, I do. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. But yes. Okay, back to Michelle. Michelle's good in qualities. Funny, obviously. She's very confident. She's aggressive, which might, I guess, shock people because usually aggression as a good trait is usually for men. But, you know, all personality traits are unisex. And because, well, I guess I'll explain that more, but later. So aggression, I would say, I'm already saying, I always had her confidence. Self-expression, that's the word I'm looking for. Her self-expression of herself, I really like that. Let's see, what else do I really like about? What other good qualities did she have? Uh, She was very outspoken. Mm -hmm. Very, very true. She was also, which is, I guess, kind of masked with all her insults, but she's very, in a sense, kind of like loyal and protective. Well, I shouldn't say protective because there's there was never like a really direct attack. I would say that Michelle, in a sense, she's very loyal to her friends because just even though Aaron is the main character, it's just Michelle's the the scene stealer kind of because she's always the one who has to stand up for the group in a sense, especially with Jenny, who I kind of love because I just love how annoying she is. But I just, Michelle just, she'll be super mean to Jenny when Jenny's being mean to the group. She's like, oh yeah, you guys don't have a trust fund that you can just take money out of. When she said that, I was like, Jenny, just shut up. I can't. So annoying. And then Michelle's just like, she said, I forget what she said, but she just flips off Jenny. I was just like, yes, amazing. And then also with again where james is trying to lose his virginity to katia michelle doesn't care and i liked that about her because she was just kind of let letting james do his own thing 
So mm-hmm. I really liked that about her, but I feel like I do have to talk about her bad quality as well, which I really don't like. Yeah. Personally, I think her good qualities are like outshow her bad qualities. So as you said, she's very loyal to the group. Mm-hmm. And that scene where she let James be on his own, I really appreciated because usually she's all over him, you know, calling him, you know, the D slur. And I didn't appreciate that. You mean the D word? Not the D word. Yeah. I don't know. I forget what you called it before, but yeah. She called him dickweed. I think that was the thing that she likes to call him, which... Oh, yeah. I think we should should mention her bad qualities also. Mm -hmm. Well, first off, I'm just going to say I kind of have to disagree with you because I think her Mm -hmm. bad qualities kind of outweigh her good qualities. And the only reason that I say that is because sometimes her bad qualities are mass, are the comedy of the show. But, and you see that a lot, but just, I guess, personally for me watching it, I just since her bad quality, which is like insulting people and putting other people down, just happens so much. It just kind of feels that Michelle seems to have like a lot of hatred for some reason. Which, I guess just overall with all these characters, they kind of made me think about this. You never really get any backstory for why these characters are like how they are. Except James, because it's obviously he's just a product of his environment. So, I didn't really like Michelle because she was always mean. She was mean to James and she was mean... She's mean to James and Claire for the most part. She wasn't really ever like really ever mean to Aaron she was just kind of like I guess bratty would be the best word to Uh use to describe how she treated Aaron and I also didn't really well I, I don't know what this really says about Michelle's character but so when at the end of the show when Orla's doing her little dance thing or whatever for the talent show Michelle is sitting with Aaron instead of Claire and James which I don't exactly know what that means about Aaron because like obviously there's a season two so I guess we'll see what Michelle's opinions are about Claire because I yeah I think it's that they're the main two friends in the group Claire and uh Michelle so that's why I think Michelle's oh wait sorry let me repeat that sentence okay hold on oh it's Aaron wait what yeah. would you say before I said, I'm wondering how Michelle will treat Claire now that Claire has come out. Because okay, we've, yeah. Yeah, we've obviously mm-hmm. seen Aaron's reaction. And then we know that James is obviously supportive because he goes to sit with Claire. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how that will kind of turn out. Because, mm-hmm. especially because, well, as we're talking, as we keep talking about, show takes place in the 90s even though michelle michelle is the diesler personally for me i because I, I genuinely forget what happens in season two it's just been wiped from my mind for some reason but it just i think and i hope that michelle is going to accept claire and here's the reason why i just well i hope and the reason i hope this is because so at the beginning at the beginning of the episode, Aaron's trying to find something to put in the school newspaper, and she finds this story, and then they're like, oh, let's publish this, and then uh, the sister, Sister Michael, she's like, no, you can't publish it, so then they still go through with it, except Claire, because she's obviously uncomfortable, obviously, because it's about her, and she's in the closet, and it's the 90s, so lots of reasons why to be nervous about that, but yeah, like Michelle would just kind of take Michelle and Aaron both are kind of use this for self gain kind of like I guess seeming like they're woke or whatever just being like yeah read all about it the school's closeted lesbian girl woohoo so I just since Aaron kind of took a very negative approach to it I hope that Michelle takes a positive approach to it possibly because as I keep saying I've forget what happened in season two maybe Claire's sexuality isn't really like I guess in a sense mentioned in season two it's just kind of like it's like yeah like 
But I wouldn't say that. Like, it's a thing about her, but it's not like, I guess, something that's brought up a lot because I'm pretty sure Aaron doesn't. No, I'm not pretty sure. I know that she doesn't get a love interest in season two because obviously, and I should have talked about this before, but the, the whole show is about friendship. And since we are talking about the characters, each character, the five characters, kind of, in a sense, represent you, like the, a friend in a friend group. You could kind of, like looking at any friend group, you could assign like one or more people to a certain character because all these characters have like their these very like I was gonna say personalized personality traits. That sounds dumb. Defined personality traits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're each all like very unique and different. And I like you said, I think you can assign one person in your friend group to like yeah. all the characters. I think everyone except for Orla. She's really? very yeah, I mean she's very unique and different. I don't know. I personally, I can't see anyone who reminds me of Orla. Oh, I 100% can. But speaking <laughs> of her, what were your thoughts and opinions about Orla in the show? Most of the time, she was kind of just in the background. I was kind of surprised that Michelle didn't really make fun of her that often mm-hmm. because sometimes she did silly things. And I'm glad Michelle didn't make fun of her for that because that kind of would have been messed up. Uh, she was definitely different, but I'm really glad that she was integrated into the group and she belonged and she did contribute to the group dynamic overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So same here. I did like Orla. Thank you for actually pointing out because I actually didn't think about this when watching the show. But yeah, Michelle never makes fun of Orla. But the only time really an insult is thrown at her is actually Aaron. She throws an insult at her because so when they're praying in front of the statue of Mary, she said that. Orla has delusional personalities disorder or personality disorder. I'm not sure. Personality personalities. But I'm not sure if that actually meant that Orla actually does have delusional personality disorder or it's just the fact that Orla has, in a sense, kind of like a flip-flop personality. She's the quirky character of the show, if you will, which... If she actually does have multiple personality disorder, it could be an interesting thing to explore. But since they, this show isn't isn't or doesn't seem like it's geared to exploring, or really exploring like deep topics like mental health or sexuality, and it's kind of just keeping it at like a surface level of kind of like dumb fun in a sense. Obviously, that's not exactly the best way to describe this show because. The show is not is anywhere but dumb. I guess anything but dumb. So I just yeah, as you're saying, Orla in the background. I I agree because it did seem like she was, and it didn't. It also seemed. I don't think she talked like really at all. I think she only had like one line or two lines, and so yeah, like yeah, I she's guess, a re- yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, hopefully in season two and then hopefully in more seasons, we could kind of have her start speaking her mind more. That that would always be amazing to see. But I get there's also one, th- one thing about Orla that I did like. So the intro monologue, by mm-hmm. it's given by Orla about Aaron and it's like, Aaron, sorry. I thought that was so funny and it's just kind of... It set up a good dynamic between Orla and Aaron because obviously kind of showed that Aaron is private and Orla is kind of, in a sense, public and free-spirited, mm-hmm. especially with her end part where she's doing her little dance on this stage and all the girls are making fun of her. So Aaron, James, Michelle, and Claire go on stage and just kind of dance with her. But yeah, so, okay, this this character wasn't really a main character, but she did appear in every episode. What were your opinions on Sister Michael? Did you, did you like her? Because I thought she was hilarious. Yes, I did. I actually really did like her. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, she didn't really seem too excited to be a nun. She was actually really relatable. You know, when the priest was listening to the girls about, you know, seeing the smirk, uh, the... Mm-hmm the Virgin Mary tearing up, like, she was calling BS on that, and I just found that so funny, she's a nun, she called BS, she knew that the girls were, you know, trying to skip out on an exam and stuff, and yeah, honestly, she was one of the funniest characters on the show. Yeah, 
which I, I agree she was very relatable. And what, I guess what makes her really relatable and a very funny spin is the fact that, because it does seem like this does happen in a good amount of shows where Christianity is the main theme, or like, I guess part of the main theme, it's, it's like a rejection of Christianity because Christianity sets all these traditional ideas and values and whatever. And I just liked how Sister Michael just doesn't, she doesn't care and she as you as you said, she hates being a nun. But also what I really did like about her was just kind of the not only does she call out BS, like for the priest, but she also I think she just insults the characters of the school. And like an example I think was uh her intro, the intro of episode two where they are talking about like how all these people go to France or Paris, I guess, Paris. And she's like, it's only 5,000 pounds or whatever. And then she just says something about Jenny. And it's just like the fact that she's like roasting, she's roasting the students. It's just, I, I really like that because compared to Michelle, hers were better because it's just, she had a tone of, of kind of like, I don't know what the, what's the best way to describe her tone. I guess a monotone tone. Mm-hmm. And I just loved how she, and it's not like her, well, I guess all, like all, all insults are mean in a sense. Yes, that is, I guess, a true statement. But it's just, she only insulted people when they deserved it. Compared to Michelle, who would just show up just insult left and right, no rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. So I did really like her. So season two theories. Yeah, Do you... before you bring uh before you bring up theories, something I'd like to bring up is uh mm-hmm. yeah, the sister, she always talked very sarcastically. Yeah. And also I've noticed like I don't know if it's just an Irish thing, but Aaron mm-hmm. and Michelle, from my sense most of the stuff they said sounded very sarcastic, just the way they spoke. I don't know if it's just me who got that because, you know, I'm used to the American accent. I don't know if you got that feeling too. Oh, um, well, Michelle definitely for sure because she was just, because she kind of has this tone of just, I don't care. So I, I did always kind of find sarcasm in the way that she spoke. But for me, it seemed like Aaron never, like, I could tell when she was sarcastic, but she wasn't really sarcastic that much. Like, kind of her two, or maybe three tones were kind of, what is the best, what is the nicest way to say this? Well, I guess one of them is rude, because she do, she also joins in on insulting characters. So, rude, rude and controlling. Also, I guess, the, like, the other one's like, schoolgirl where she's like oh David 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 and then the third one is I guess the best way well it's, I don't know if it's the best way to say it but kind of like crazy tone mm-hmm. see where, that's what I was talking I was talking about the crazy tone is yeah. it kind of sounded like sarcastic in a sense oh uh, for me it just kind of felt like she was doing something that would benefit her short term but when you think about rationally you just think, what is she doing? An example is obviously when she goes through all of the um, little stories to then find Claire's story. Another one I think was just Emmett. That was the th- that was his name. I think there was just a one where no, that was Michelle. Sorry, dang it. Uh, where Michelle thought that Emmett was date or was her destined to be. <laughs> husband and I'm just like I'm pretty sure Emmett's like 25 and you're 16 or something like no I guess another just I guess her schoolgirl tone and her kind of crazy tone were kind of intertwined together because anytime David was on screen Aaron would always make a plan to be near David or to be at a place where David was going to be because The whole party thing, the only reason that they go to the party is because uh, she knows that David will be DJing at the party. So, yeah. Which, okay, I do want to say this about Aaron. Even though I'm saying that I didn't like, well, I did like her up until 
our episode six. I didn't like her as a whole character. Like thinking about it. He, okay, here here's the thing. Obviously about Aaron, Aaron's reaction. Her reaction is realistic in a sense because so the whole like oh are you hitting on me part. I'm not sure how like what Ireland's like thoughts were or values they put on queer people if it's like queer people are predators or they're always trying to hit on you or whatever because obviously that's pretty much that was the American values of gay men will rape your little boys and gay women are like sluts or whatever so obviously I don't know like kind of what Ireland's ideals were but the whole rejecting Claire that made sense and I did I liked it be in a sense that obviously later she kind of comes around and she's like I'm sorry she doesn't say like I'm sorry Claire but like she dances with Claire on the stage and mm-hmm. I liked it because I was happy that they did show a realistic portrayal of like what could happen in the 90s which could also happen today and then also kind of show her come around as well which I guess is a whole side tangent of what you were talking about with her sarcasm. I'm sorry about I did that, but I just, I kind of felt like I had to say it. So yeah, season two theories. Do you have any theories? Do, do you, you've seen season two, right? You saw it like- I, I have oh, not seen season two. Oh, you've never seen season two. Mm-mm. So yeah, I've se- I saw season two when it came out and I think that was over a year ago. So I totally forget. The only thing I do remember is they do go on a school trip. That's the only thing I remember. But let me ask you then, what do you think your theories are for season two? Because you've never seen it. Well, we were talking before how uh, we don't know how Michelle's going to act towards Claire. So um, based off that uh, prediction for season two, I think Michelle's going to be very accepting of Claire. Uh, because as we talked before, Michelle's very loyal. I think she's one of the most loyal in the group towards the girls. So that's one prediction. Uh, second prediction is, I still think James is gonna be the outcast of the group and still gonna be made fun of. There's nothing that he can do that's gonna really include him into the group. Okay, yeah. Well, okay. I So I am also, I guess, excited to see how Michelle will react. Personally, for me, I think that James actually might be integrated more and he will actually not stay as the outcast. Because even though we were talking about how these characters are more or less stagnant, I feel that he will kind of feel more included in the show because the, obviously a major theme of this show is friendship, I guess, I think, in my opinion. And just as Claire said, it's like this whole battle is stupid and James also said that and so I think as the show progresses you'll kind of see the girls because I think Claire has already really softened up to James but I think in season two I think they're going to soften up more here's a theory which I'm not sure if it actually does happen and I'm like subconsciously thinking this or I'm just crazy but what if Aaron and James get together. Like, I know that sounds a little crazy, right? But let me say this. James is the only dude in the show who's a main character. Who is Aaron's age? Because I don't think Aaron's obviously going to get with David because David is, you know, old. old, Not old, but older than her. I don't know how how much, which I would say 18 because he smokes, but Aaron also says that in the pilot episode, like, oh, I don't smoke. Why don't I smoke? Or something like that. So pot, like, I can't, like, say that. I, I don't know what his age is, but I just know he's older. And so I think that possibly Aaron might be boy crazy enough to start dating James. And I think James... I guess, I, and I think that kind of goes with my theory of James being more integrated in the group because I guess Aaron in the sense is kind of like what all these other characters rotate around. Obviously that's not true. And I think the show does a good way of like showing that even though she's the main character, she's not the main character in the friend group. And so since 
she but she thinks that she's the main character in the friend group i think that with her and james maybe dating and claire already likes him it will kind of make and michelle i think obviously is softening up to him even though she does like curse at him a lot just like because they're cousins and she doesn't really have a reason to hate James besides the fact that he's not Irish. So that is a possible theory. Another possible theory, which I would hope to see, we didn't really talk about the parents. Well, we did talk about Joe and Jerry, but just, I kind of just want to see more of them because, so we, we talked about Orla and how she's kind of the, um I guess, the quirky friend. And obviously that comes from the fact that Aunt Sarah, or I guess her mom, Sarah as well, depending on who whose eyes you see it from, is quirky as well. And she thinks that she's a um, psychic in uh, episode four, I think, where she's pulling all these cards and she's like, ah, oh, yes. And then makes a prediction. Like, for example, Michelle will meet her husband and that they'll be in grave danger. But yeah, I, I just hope to see more of the parents because I did actually really like them. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think um, I really like to see a relationship between Joe and Jerry. We definitely did not see that season two. And I'm hoping, season I mean, one, season yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, we definitely didn't see that season one. I'm hoping season two, they can bond over something, you know, maybe something bad happens to them and they can bond over it or something good, you know, it just depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which... Yeah. So do you have any other theories possibly? Um, not that I can think of, but the one that you brought up between Aaron and um James. She, what's his name? James, James was yeah. that's a really good theory because personally I think Aaron's always trying to look for a boy. She first looked at that DJ, then she looked at the priest, and who knows, she might go after James. Oh yeah, the priest. That was mm-hmm. so weird. Yeah, it was, it was such a funny scene though, but yeah, very weird. Yeah. Well, okay. So do you have anything else that you uh, want to say or I guess that you really liked or really didn't like before we recommend the show? Um, I guess I could just say my two favorite scenes. Um, I guess uh, one of my favorite scenes was when Aaron kept on getting scared of Emmett. First, she heard like some ticking and she thought it was a bomb. So, you know, mm-hmm. she yelled and like took cover. And then uh, later on in the restaurant, when Emmett was going to take out, like, something out of his pocket, she thought that he was going to take out a gun. So that was one of my favorite scenes. And then the other one was also at the restaurant was when Jerry um, was yelling at the waitress because Joe told him to, and the waitress just broke down crying. That was also very funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, Personally, for me, I actually don't have anything that I really, really want to talk about or really really don't want to talk about that I guess I could keep short because I feel like I could talk about the whole pair all the parents Aunt Sarah Jerry Joe I forget Jerry's wife's name I forget what her, what her name is but I could just talk about the whole relationship with them and then also with the addition of uh Joe's I guess girlfriend so I could talk for hours about that but I guess that's a theory. I I hope that Joe and that woman get back together because Joe's like, oh yeah, my daughters aren't ready to see me start dating yet. So I hope maybe in season two that that happens. Mm-hmm. So now I guess the final question is, do you recommend the show? Do you not recommend the show? If you do recommend the show, who do you recommend it to? All right, I 100% recommend the show because I think it's very relatable to any person who's in school or in general as a teenager. You know, if you're in middle school, high school, or even in college, it's like a friend or even as an adult, because this is more of like a friend dynamic. It's not much of like, you know, uh, people in school or like student teacher relationship. It's just friends in general. So I think everyone can relate to the show. Uh huh. I agree kind of as well. So personally for me, I think this is, because obviously, so this shows TVMA, and the reason that uh, it, it is TVMA is because they say the F word a good amount of times. So I get, I would recommend it maybe for like, I guess, high schoolers, because 
no one's ready I should say no parent is really ready to have this conversation but all high school experiences TVMA even freshman year because I think straight off the bat at my school I had to do this I was sitting in this circle with all my other freshmen classmates who have like similar last names to me or similar lower last names and my big brother who was a senior he said the he said like the f word in front of us a lot maybe not a lot but I do but he did say it a few times so I think this is for high schoolers I haven't really considered college but yeah as we were talking about this show is a friend dynamic show so I guess it could be it's a good show to watch, I think, with your friends, which I guess would be a little hard right now during the pandemic. Um, but, like, you could watch it and you could be like, oh my god, you're like Aaron. Or, oh my god, you're exactly like Michelle. Or whatever. So, I think it's a show. It's a good show to watch by yourself. But I think it's also, I think it's a better show when watching it with friends because as we were talking about before, this whole friend group has a relatable friend dynamic. Uh, so I guess that was our review on season one of Dare Girls. Next week, we will be reviewing season two of Dare Girls. So yeah, I am your host, Ryan. I was here with my special guest, Anna. And I'd just like to say very quickly, thank you, Ryan, for having me on your podcast. I really enjoyed reviewing the show with you. Why, thank you. See, you're the second person who's thanked me so far. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, you and then Dick last week. So, yeah. This is the ANR Podcast, and we will see you next week. Peace.